Hello, Hava. Hello, Michael. How are you today? Uh, I'm okay. I have a big mug of tea, which is great. Who made it for you? <laughs> you did. You made it. My legs are relatively functional, which is nice, although my hands are not working very much, which I don't love. Yeah, I wish your hands were working uh, better. I mean, I can do some stuff, but I could not, like, cook for myself right now. Today's the big day you started your Patreon account. It's true. We did it. You did most of the typing for me because of my non-functional hands. I was simply a, you know... A, a vessel. A vessel, yeah. For my wisdom. For your wisdom, exactly. Tell the world, what is your Patreon all about? Well, I started a Patreon because I recently became severely disabled something is happening that makes it hard for me to control my arms and legs and we don't know what it is yet i got my brain scanned we don't have the results of that brain scan yet so we don't know what's going on with my brain but something's wrong and i can't work but i do already spend a lot of time creating jewish community in providence also teaching and studying torah and talmud with a lot of people so i'm hoping that there is enough goodwill and resources out there in the community to keep me housed and fed while I learn and teach Torah. I hope so, too. <laughs> yeah, wouldn't that be great if I could live? That would be nice. I like to think that there are enough people who also want me to live that I will be able to live. This is like American Idol. This is like Babylonian Idol. Which rabbi will the community in exile vote to allow to live? We just have to find enough people who worship this particular idol. To yes, you. exactly. Exactly. American idol worship. There's probably going to be a lot of people, hopefully, that know who you are already. It's true. If there's a random person from the diaspora. Mm-hmm, right. Outside of the Jewish home of Providence, Rhode Island. Yeah, Providence, Rhode Island is the actual promised land yeah mm -hmm. as far as i can tell yeah well yeah who are you who am i what's your deal what makes you special i am not sure that i'm special well i think you're special <laughs> that's because we're dating michael are we allowed to say that content warning <laughs> content warning we're, we're dating. dating it's new ish it's three and a half months yeah who knows where it'll With, go this is the podcast anniversary <laughs> or you record a podcast as a romantic activity <laughs> yeah this is very edgy and modern yeah what's special about me let's see i am a queer talmud scholar teacher and student i help start a chavura which is like a non-hierarchical jewish organization here in providence called shalim that i help found with my friend nora kaplan i've written some zines about queer nihilism that's pretty cool okay okay <laughs> all right how do you square being a Jew and being a nihilist? Those well, I'm not a nihilist anymore. Great, great. We support that. We support that. <laughs> Here on this podcast. The transition from nihilism to Judaism is like a binary transition in the sense that it's a transition from zero to one, you know. In nihilism, you have like nothing is the ultimate reality. And then in Judaism, you have like the ultimate reality is one, which is like the text of the Shema which is that our God is one, meaning like divinity is one. The ground of all being is a unitary existence. Uh, question. <laughs> question number one. So you're saying Judaism and nihilism exist on a spectrum. Yes, a numerical spectrum even, I would say from one to 10, from zero to 10. So is the kind of the goal of your podcast for us to get to 11? 
No. <laughs> no, I don't have a witty answer for that. But I really want to switch my hands on the microphone so that I can drink my tea. Okay, great. Do that. Here I go. Delicious. Okay, so you're queer. Yes. You're here. And I'm not used to it. And she's not used to it. I'm not accustomed to existence. Certainly not at this level of fuck up I've never dated someone who didn't exist as much as you do. <laughs> wow. That didn't sound very good. Yeah. Respect. We'll fix it in post. Post-op. Post-op. We'll, we'll fix it in post-op. <laughs> when this podcast finally gets its sex change. Okay, so you're queer and you're Jewish and you're a Talmud scholar. And there's a lot of people out there who are probably going to be like, what? How can you be queer and a jew like what <laughs> but like don't the aren't those crazy jews those cray cray jews just not into your queerness i mean this one is but yes, am i just because you are too i am a jew but am i just a blasphemous you know baal worshiping no judaism is gay i don't make the rules everything jewish is gay the rabbis were gay the rabbis were very gay the rabbis were definitely hooking up in the Beit midrash there's a story of two rabbis who were caught on the roof of the Beit Midrash hooking up, they were not chastised. All that really happens in the story is they get caught by a senior rabbi. And the only piece of dialogue we have is that they're like, well, no one will believe you because we're two witnesses and you're only one. So no one will believe that you caught us hooking up. Which I think is great and like a very gay interaction, like very mean girls circa like the year 30 A.D. So, I'm sorry, C.E. C.E., that's yeah, right. Yeah, we say C.E. to be P.C. P.C. We're a very P.C. podcast. That's right. Before Christ. <laughs> Before Christ. <laughs> you see a lot of gayness in Judaism. Perhaps ecstatic gayness? Oh, wow. Ecstatic. Yeah, I experience a lot of ecstatic gayness from Judaism. I mean, I'll read anything into a text. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I experience the shrapnel of your ecstatic gayness. Baruch Hashem, lucky for you. Yeah. I don't know what it is. It's a, really, it's a very hedonistic for me. Like, Judaism is just, like, exceedingly pleasurable. I think it's because I was not raised in a traditional Jewish household. I didn't develop all of the guilt and suffering that people feel like is supposed to be attached to Judaism. So I just sort of circumvented that whole thing and just got to enjoy it because it was, like, fresh to me in my adulthood. That's pretty accurate. We were watching Fiddler on the Roof last week, which was not my idea. It was Hava's idea. And you were very enthusiastic about watching it because you, you genuinely like it and there's no like eye-rolling, you know, no, I cynical. Love it. You're true. just like, no, this is great. It is great. I am Tevya. I mean, I was Tevya because I used to live on a goat farm. So I was like Tevya the milkman because I was like milking the goats. Now I'm less Tevya and more Hava. You used to live on a goat farm, and now you live in Providence. Yes, exactly. I am in exile. So there's like a lot to unpack that we'll probably yeah. get into on future releases of audio yes. info about Hava. But what do you want to do with your Patreon? I want to survive. I want to pay my rent and my bills. Other stuff that I'll be doing in the meantime, I'm going to be teaching an adult beginner Hebrew class at a shul here in Providence, which I'm really excited to teach. I'm going to be throwing lots of Jewish events like a Purim spiel and Shabbat services that I help organize here in town. 
I study and learn with a lot of people. I help them prepare different Jewish texts. We help each other along our Talmud journeys. That's what I'm hoping my Patreon will support, is me continuing to do those things that sort of like foster a diasporic community of queer ecstatic scholarship. Okay. <laughs> what can patrons expect, you know, if they give a little bit of their whatevs, whatevs? Kesef. Kesef, thank you. They can expect to get access to these high-quality podcast episodes created by my darling, Michael. They're kosher, you know, because they're created by a Jew. I think my roommate, Maddie, is going to design some stickers. So look out for stickers forthcoming with lots of cute Jewish puns on them. If you donate at the high level, then I will give you the blessing of my Torah study. My friend Binya was telling me it's like a thing that Hasidic Jews do. Because when you study Torah, you at the beginning of your study session, you dedicate your learning to someone. And there's this thing that Hasidic Jews practice where they're like, if you pay for my meal today, I'll dedicate my Torah study to you so that you will get the bracha, the blessing. So at the high level, I will give you the blessing of my Torah study. And then at the double high level, we will get the mutual honor of studying with each other once a month, whatever Jewish text we want to study. That's pretty appealing. Some of the info you're going to put on your feed or whatever is going to be public, and some of it's going to be for patrons only, and more stuff coming down the pipeline. The Hava Pipeline. Yes. Yeah, the Keystone Hava Pipeline. No. Okay, not mm -hmm. the Keystone Hava no. Pipeline. Oh, that's, that's what the X and XL, the Keystone XL. Yeah, there you go. Wow, I hate that. This was great. How do you feel? Are you excited? Yeah, I am excited. I'm more energized at this point in the interview than I was at the beginning. Maybe it's the T. Well, you look great. Thank you. My hair is pink. That is also an important thing for people to know who don't know who Hava is. I think let's call it a wrap. Let's, that's a wrap. Okay. My people. Shalom. Shavuotov. Have a good week, everyone.